thanks for coming out, man. Yeah, thanks for having me, dude. Yeah, this is cool. Because uh, Evan told me he said you'd be a good guest because you have a lot of like interesting history and like you've done a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, man. But you just got back from a trip to Waco. Yeah, dude. But I want to hear about that because I didn't get to talk to them about it. So originally, like, I just like I had this idea because my parents were moving from. I'm from originally from Corpus Christi, so oh, okay. my parents are moving to Dallas. Uh, they just moved in last week. So I was like, hey, I'm going to go visit you. I was like, wait, the wave pool's only an hour away. So I might as well like plan a trip around that too. Yeah. So I just got a group of guys to come. And then funny thing, how it happened. Another group from Jack's and the Jack's Board Riders Club was there like coming the same time I was. So I was like, hey, let's just all get together and just yeah. have an epic trip at the wave pool. And it was so much fun. So tiring. Like, Oh, I bet. Yeah. You scoot back too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're cool. <laughs> yeah. Mike's super sensitive. Um. Yeah, I've I was so curious about the the wave pool thing. I've wanted to go to one for a while just because it's such a crazy concept. Oh yeah, because like you can put it in somewhere where there's no waves and just like have epic waves. Were they? How are they compared to like a legit wave though? So I'd say like the difference between like surfing the pier and then the wave pool. The wave pool, you, your timing is you the same every time because you know where that section is going to be to to do a maneuver on and then and you don't really have to paddle as much so you're you're surfing a lot more rather than like duck diving paddling oh okay that that part of surfing so interesting yeah it's it's a lot different though for sure like when i first got there i was like i think i'm gonna blow this and i did i blew (laughs) i blew like two two hours like i wasn't surfing like i it looked like i didn't know how to surf Cause you have to like figure out how the wave works, you know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Cause you have to surf away from the wall and then start surfing towards the wall, which is a crazy concept. You're uh, like weird. angling your board, like for a right, you're angling your board, like you're going left and then you have to like fade in. Huh. And how long were you able to go like per session? So, um, so each, so there's each session's about an hour long. Okay. So like, um, we probably caught like 20 waves per an hour. That's a lot. a lot. Yeah, which is a lot. Yeah, yeah you can't your do that. Your flexors yeah. are just on fire. Yeah. And your legs are just, like, I was, like, sitting down and shaking because, like, my mu- I've never used that many muscles, yeah. like, surfing because you're, you're actually surfing more than, like, pa- like I said, paddling. and Right, because, like, for here, you can't do that. There's too many people and, like, there's not enough, like, consistent waves <laughs> yeah. to, like, be hitting it, like, a lot. So that would be, like, that's, like, an endurance, turns into, like, an endurance thing, <laughs> which, like, you would see in, like, California or, like, Hawaii, but not here it was kind of funny too like yesterday i went and did like a little gravel session at the pier uh, around like four o'clock and my etiquette was different because at the wave pool you don't have to look over your shoulder because you're, uh, you're the closest <laughs> one to the wall so yeah. you're gonna catch that wave and then here you're like if you don't look someone's gonna try to go deeper than you right <laughs> you know what i'm saying so that's so, different. so i feel bad for the guys that learn to surf in wave pools because they're, they come to like a, an actual ocean break and their etiquette's gonna be all jacked up are there people who like purely pure, pure, yeah. wave pools? a lot of those guys um a lot of those guys that we surfed with they're like from dallas or austin texas and they're just like weekend warriors and they go there what? even though the coast is only three hours south that's such a weird like thing <laughs> to think about like yeah. never even having to go to a beach and like being a good surfer yeah i mean i mean but i feel like out of all this, the waves in the world that's the spot to get dialed really oh for sure because like i said it's just you have like three sections to do a lot of turns on and then yeah. the end section's a barrel. So you can learn how to do proper snaps and then the end section, you can either try a little air out of it or get barreled. So like it has everything you want to do as a surfer. I wonder how it compares to like the Kelly Slater one. 
Yeah. Um, I mean, are they similar technology? So I know So I know Kelly Slater's is a lot more expensive to run oh, because really? it's a way longer rave. It's like 700 yards, I think. 700 yards? Oh, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's a like, long yeah, time. Yeah, it's crazy. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I didn't realize it was that big. Yeah. How long was this one? Um, I just, so on my Garmin, like I have like the surf, the surf app for the watch. Um, Isn't that such a cool feature? Yeah, it is. It's, it's like, so, it's so neat they threw that I think in it was there. like uh, maybe 200 yards, like max. Okay. Which is a lot. It's a lot of That's way. still bigger than. Two, that's two football fields. Like, Yeah. If you think about that, that's, <laughs> that's a longer time than you would get here. Oh, for sure. Usually. Dang, that's pretty interesting. I, uh, when I was in middle school, we had to do like a research project and one of mine was surfing should be in the Olympics. And like, I did a ton of research on like wave pools and like how that would be like an effective yeah. way of doing it. Cause it'd be like a extremely fair way of judging. It. I mean, now they're so expensive, like it won't really work out, but that is, it is a cool concept. Um, yeah. A funny story about that. So I was originally supposed to go to Waco, um, last November. Okay. And so like, and I was like, okay, I have 500 bucks put aside five hours, public session. Let's go. Oh, is that, is that like how much it costs? Yeah. It's like a, about a hundred bucks uh, okay. per hour. Um, and then, so I hit my buddy up from Corpus. I was like, Hey, let's go. I'm going to be in town. Let's go surf the wave pool. I call them. They're like, Hey, this, this whole week's booked out. And I was like, how does someone book out a whole week? And it was like the Olympic surf team. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah, so they booked it out for, That's for a whole week cool. straight. And I was like, what? Yeah, like, I guess Carissa Moore was over there. Um, a few other pro surfers. I, yeah, the, the only one I really wow. got was told was that Carissa Moore was going to be there. So That's really cool. I was like, I was like, oh, it's sick for her, but I'm, I was so bummed. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. man, I can't surf the wave pool. Yeah, that's funny. Oh, yeah. And so you said the Jack's Board Riders Club. What is the Jack's Board Riders Club exactly? I've- so basically the Jack's Board. So Dane Jeffries, the founder of it. So in Australia, each like town has a board riders club. Okay. And it's basically government funded. It's like they have like gyms, a place you could stay where you could shower, put your boards. It's basically like a fire station, but for surfers. What? And each And each town has a board riders club and they both surf against each other. And so that concept, Dana was like, hey, this would be rad in Florida. Let's get it going. Because there's so many surf towns and surf communities. And like, this is kind of like one way to get everybody together, like get the community together to like basically push the Groms to go to that next level and Uh just have all the community backing them, you know? Yeah. And it's just basically like a, a grassroots nonprofit that just supports supports local healthy community growth and we basically give back to surfier negra and we we run surf contests and it's it's awesome man dang that's so went and it started pretty recently yeah here, yeah, right? I, like, I th- yeah like i think last year is when it first started oh okay yeah so are they working towards having their own like place for it oh yeah it's in the it's in the works for sure i mean like but being in jack's beach like Every area that looks like it's like, oh, this would be perfect for us. It, yeah. it goes away quick, you know? That's, no, that's so true. This community is, this place is getting huge. Fast. It is booming. We were, I was actually in a, I was down south for a prone paddleboard race and we were driving around and there's so much more like open areas, like on the water. And I was like, this would never happen in Jacksonville. <laughs> like if there's like an open space near the beach, like Hotel. it's gone. Hotel. <laughs> yeah. Instantly. Yeah, exactly. It's, I was like, that is so interesting how different it is because yeah like property here is so expensive and it's just going up i know it's crazy yeah a lot of people i know that like bought houses back in like 2010 for like 
dirt cheap and now they're yeah. like they're just growing equity on it yeah it's just like making money <laughs> it's crazy it'd be sweet if i like owned this place then I'd oh be yeah because it'd be a great spot um but so evan mentioned me you actually you were a marine yeah so what happened when were you when did you do that How long so ago? high school 2013 i graduated in june and then like two months after that i shipped out to boot camp really or yeah. did you go to high school here no i went to high school in corpus christi texas oh right right right, right, right. I'm a yeah, texas yeah, boy, yeah. yeah um yeah so i did that and like i i, I kind of looked at it as like hey i could serve my country and also like surf really cool places yeah in the world and i, I actually got to do that so so a little quick backstory. So I went in the Marine Corps. I was trying to go recon, which is like, like basically one step below MARSOC, which is Marine Corps Special yeah. Forces. Um, and uh, so I, I was like, I volunteered when I went to my um, technical school, which was the School of Infantry out in Camp Pendleton, three month course. I did that and I volunteered. I was like, okay, sweet. I'm gonna be in California for for a while. I get to surf these waves, right? And then uh, the government shutdown happened. And then all the guys who volunteered to go recon got like basically taken off the list. And it was only the guys that were contract recon that were going to go to the uh-huh. school. So they're like, hey, Jaron, like, sorry, you're not going to go to rec- BRC, which is basic reconnaissance course. So you're going to go, you're going to go 3 3 out in Hawaii. And I was like, oh, I'm getting stationed out in Hawaii. <laughs> like, I was, I was kind of bummed because I was like dead set on the recon thing. Yeah. And then, but then afterwards, I was like, wait, I'm about to go to the place where people pay to serve like, yeah, yeah yeah you know so i got stationed um on marine corps base kaneohe with uh india company well i was a grenadier i was uh in a line platoon which is basically like machine gun section rifle platoon mortars all that stuff it was pretty cool we deployed to korea okinawa like all Whoa. over the south pacific it was it was rad dang how long how long were you based in hawaii four years Four years living in yeah, Hawaii. Yeah, so, wow. so basically I was there for two years because each On of our deployments tour. were six months. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Dang, that's crazy. Yeah, it was fun, man. So, so you've lived, you've lived in a, like a range of places, like Corpus Christi, Hawaii, and then like Jacksonville now. Yeah. How did those three compare? Like, what did you learn from each of those places? So where I grew up, like it's a small surf community, kind of like here. Um, and I was like, I started surfing pretty late, like 14 years old. So all the guys that were already out there, they're already like in their little group. So yeah. I was like trying to like get into that group. Yeah, so yeah. it was like, it was cool. It was hard. I mean, I had a few really good friends that surfed and they brought me in there and I got to surf our pier break and all, all that stuff. And then um, I started getting the hang of surfing right when I uh, joined the Marine Corps. And then I got stationed in Hawaii and I never surfed. I'd never seen reef in my entire life. I was like, whoa, this is this is crazy. It's different. Yeah. And so, um, my, fr- I remember my first day I got a beach cruiser with a bike rack and I, I had my board for Texas. It was like a Texas board <laughs> and it was like macking double overhead, like officers beach on base. And I went to, to one of the lifeguards. I was like, Hey, is there any place smaller right now? I'm from <laughs> Texas. And that, and they, they were like laughing. They loved it. And so I got in with the lifeguards on base and they kind of like brought me in their little community. We had like fish fries and they're like showing me like the spots, like the secret spots that are on the yeah. east side and stuff like that. And that's like where I knew I was like, hey, like, like people love like good energy and stoke and friendliness rather than just like, like you're surfing doing the talking, if you know what I'm saying? Like, right. Because a lot of people, a lot of people have the the idea of like, hey, I surf really good. I should be able to get into this community. I'm like, well, that's part of it. But like right. your personality and like the way that you give back to somebody and like your energy, this 
puts it all together and makes it easier for you to adapt into that community you know yeah i had um charlie current on here and one big thing he was talking about because he's a big mix he's really into mixed martial arts now. yeah and he was saying how it's interesting with surfing sometimes there is a bad like localism vibe and like some people don't put out good energy and it's like frustrating because in like the mixed martial arts community there is that like people are trying to help each other and it's yeah. really cool when you can see like in surfing like people putting out good energy and like getting it back and it it makes a more like friendlier, happier. Yeah. Community. Health, it's healthy. Like yeah. it, it, it makes your session so much better. Like, cause like for me, like when I go surfing, like I come after a good day, I come back home and I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Yeah. And then like, like, I mean, and, and like the local dogs are going to get theirs. Right. And like everybody, and you got to respect locals and stuff like that. But like, I feel like there's, there's something more to, to it. Like, like you said, like good energy, just positivity and just stoke and people love it. Like you yeah. can be from everywhere. Like people like, it's just one of those toxic, it's not toxic. I mean, it's contagious. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. It's like, wow, like this guy's super happy. I love it. Now I'm happy. Yeah. And it just keeps spreading like wildfire. It's awesome. It is cool. Yeah. And then, and it can be the opposite too. Like if someone has negative energy. Oh, then everybody's bummed. Then everyone's bummed out. Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, you could come in in a good mood and then all of a sudden this guy's like pissed off about who knows what and then it just spreads and it's horrible. Oh, for sure. So you got to have those people out there who are spreading the good energy to overcome that negative yeah. because there is a lot. That's kind of how like uh, the Oregon coast was for me. Like I, I never really got like felt the good vibes in that area. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Seaside Oregon is like, super remote small surf town and there's like a spot called the point it's like one of the best left point breaks on the west coast and it's super secret like the groms like if you if the groms see you paddling out there and you're not from there they'll be throwing the rocks at you like it's crazy wow yeah like uh a few of my buddies are rescue swimmers out there and um one of them dan dan wilson he was he's from england and he's a gnarly guy he surfs so good and he used to tell me, you like wake up at like five in the morning and paddle out in the dark just to catch a few waves. And then he'd like, he'd like hightail it back in, you know? Just so he wouldn't get like rocks. Yeah, because I remember it was like Memorial Day weekend. It was super mellow. Like the waves are two to three foot. I was on a longboard and this guy like blatantly burns me. And I'm just like, and I wasn't mad. I wasn't mad about it. I was like, dude, like he could have just looked back and said party wave. I got like, and he was like, do I know you? Are you from here? And then they like hassled me out of the water. And I was like, come on bro like, like i wasn't even doing anything wrong like you know yeah. what i'm saying but like that's but but i but at the same time you kind of had to understand that because people a lot of they probably had bad experiences with people that are not from there yeah. that didn't show the respect that was supposed to happen so they kind of like it kind of it's like goes both ways you know what i'm saying they could probably right. ruined it for everybody else that's why people act that way yeah like it's just it takes one person and then it's just, oh yeah that's for sure like, and that's what I, and that's what I'm trying to like the message that I want to kind of like spread is that like positivity will always reign like it'll always be over everything you know like, yeah like a smile goes a, a thousand miles you know yeah, like, yeah yeah it's crazy totally that's so interesting about Oregon Oregon though I've never uh, been it's such a rugged oh place. it's gnarly dude that coastline's insane it's 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 probably the heaviest surf I've ever surfed in my life it, and it you're cold sketchy. and you're yeah. in, you're in a five mil wetsuit. Yeah. It's pouring rain, like there's orcas in the water. You're like, oh my goodness. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's, that would be a wild thing. It's unreal, dude. It's a wild place. Cause I've I've uh as a photographer and like underwater photographer, I've swam with like sharks and 
whales um and it's it's cool but an orc out there the environment's so like rugged it's not like a tropical peaceful environment where you can see everything it's like a it's, it's pretty like it's not very clear there right no it's like a dark emerald yeah green. it's just like oh the yeah moody and it's got the cliffs and the rain it's just oh yeah and you're like walking with your boards everywhere because yeah. like because you can't like like here you could park and it's like 200 200 feet you're at the beach yeah, yeah. right and then over there it's like you park it's like oh mile and a half walk with my back my wet and dry backpack and my board bag and you know what i'm saying it's so different and yeah and you have to get used to the rain you're gonna get wet wow. so like you're like you're never dry in oregon that's such a it's so crazy like how someone there would like come here and they would be like this is like paradise oh my god yeah and, and that's why like yeah. everybody sees me like in january i'll be in board shorts because it's like it's night and day like over there like it's like 48 degrees like year round water oh my gosh wait did you have, did you live there for a bit yeah uh that's where i met my wife so oh. i lived there for like a year and a half i was on the oregon coast tillamook bay i was at a, a motor lifeboat station so it was they call it a surf station our boats are 47 feet and we basically like can break surf that's like huge that's a wow. self-riding boat it's so crazy that's sick yeah it's scary though i <laughs> bet yeah. you're like in the you're in the front of the boat and it's just going over like a 15 foot wave just boom it's so crazy oh my gosh wait so then what brought you to jacksonville so so i was originally stationed in um oregon and then i had orders to rescue swimmer a school so i i did that thing with a bunch of my buddies i got hurt and at that time like so being prior service like I'm on the clock, the cutting board. Like I have to like get promoted fast. Yeah. So when I got hurt, I had to get knee surgery and it kind of put me on the back burner. So like all my training and conditioning was kind of like lost because I was like recovering and I was like going through mental stuff because you're like, you something you trained for like, yeah, like for three years, you're like, oh, I'm ready for this. And you finally, you feel good and then you just get hurt. So like I like went through that phase in my life and then, um, I like went, I was like, Hey, I got to get, I just got to get a job title. I got to get a job title on the coast guard. Like I can get kicked out if I don't have one by the, by two years. So I went to, uh, I went to Yorktown to gunners made a school, which is basically like uh, a weapon specialist. I work on guns. I instruct on firearms. I coach, I do that yeah. kind of stuff. And then, um, uh, I went there, I was crushing it in the school. I like had the, the highest GPA. And so that's what you want to do. So you can get get have more like um say where you go get stationed oh okay. so originally yeah, yeah. i was about to get stationed in la and i was super pumped i was like me and the wife were like okay we're gonna live in huntington like yeah let's go and then uh the detailer called and he was like hey we're, we're, we're gonna have to take away the la pick because it's not really it's not really like within your gm job to go there like it's not gonna mm. do anything for you so they're like okay i was like what's my number two and they're like well we're gonna send you to the myth poo kings bay and you're gonna go escort submarines and i was like okay cool so i was like jacksonville's like 45 minutes from kings bay so i was like okay it's a cool surf town yeah cody thompson my coach is out here yeah, so i was yeah. like okay sweet <laughs> whatever let's go dang that's cool i uh i actually used to my dream for a while was to be a coast guard swimmer uh, a rescue swimmer but i'm colorblind oh so gnarly. that instantly like disqualified me and I, uh, and I want, I, who knows how many other people have like been inspired by the movie. Um, but the, the guardian, guardian, Oh dude, dude, it got me it's so a staple. I, yeah. For any, you, you don't even have to be a rescue. Yeah. Like, oh, this is awesome. It's a, ba- it's a badass movie. 
Yeah. And I watched it when I was pretty young and I was like, that is what I want to do. Like, that's what I got to do. Cause like, I've always loved like endurance sports and like, I always was interested in the military, but I never was really like a, not really a bit like big gun guy, you know? So I was like that, what's something that's that, the best job to do it. Right. Like you don't have, you don't really have to be combat oriented. Yeah, like not it's, at all. Yeah. It's you're just a lifesaver. Yeah. I was like, that's the dream. Um, and then we found out I was colorblind and that like instantly disqualified. And I got tested so many times. I even talked to like a, a captain of a cutter of a Coast Guard ship because he like was a alumni of like a camp I went to and super nice guy. And he was like, the truth, he's like, you really can't. Like if you're colorblind, like it's really hard to, because of like signaling lights. I yeah, think yeah. that was like the big reason. Yeah, that, yeah, because um, so like any aviation, aviation rate, like, you have to have that color, right? Yeah. Cause like you'll you'll see like you'll see stuff in like the cockpit of the helicopter, right? And like it's like say maybe maybe your pilot both of your pilots go down and you're the only one in there, like you're not gonna be able to see like what you need to work on. You know uh, what I'm right, right, totally makes sense. Yeah, it, yeah. The, um the aviation jobs and the diving rates, like they're super they're super strict on your like conditioning and your health. Which make I mean, I'm I'm glad it's like that. Cause I mean you want the people who are doing that job oh, to be yeah. in the best shape and be the most prepared for those it. guys are probably the strong the, like they're so comfortable in the water it's insane it is yeah like going there like i thought i was like in pretty good conditioning shape and then like some of these guys are just like their their, their mental fortitude is top tier yeah like, well, it's crazy and just watching some of like the training videos that they have online of the guys like i mean they're they're literally doing like mma underwater they're being like choked out and they just get like calm and just like remove the instructor and they just do all the right things oh yeah and they're underwater like damn that was impressive like that was smooth and that that part was it's just so cool to see that they can do that and that's why it's so crazy because like that school is gets you so prepared for what's going to happen in the real world right so like and that's why they make it so hard like almost like over almost you. physically impossible right like yeah. just, it makes it seem like physically impossible but the guys that are just so like hungry and motivated they just, they just hold on to that goal and they and they come come out on the top and they're like stoked and yeah. they get they go out there and do do the lord's work for the coast guard man it's yeah. awesome bro it's a crazy job. Yeah, Clearwater is, I have a bunch of homies out in Clearwater and they, they get to deploy out to the Bahamas all the time. Oh my God. Yeah, dude. Just, <laughs> what? Yeah, dude. That's it's so crazy. crazy. Can you imagine? Yeah. That's so crazy. Yeah, the, imagine being like out in like Alaska. Like, oh yeah, I have a few buddies out there too. <laughs> I bet they have seen some crazy oh, shit. Oh yeah, and it's just cold and gnarly. Yeah. And... I feel like when something goes wrong out there, <laughs> it goes so wrong yeah like, but, but they still somehow figured it out you know yeah that that's a beautiful part of the country though i've oh, yeah. i went there with my family once and it's amazing i've never been I, my cousins used to live out there and they said it was really so cool yeah gosh living out there i feel that's a hard that's a hard place to live you have to like hunting and hiking. <laughs> yeah <That's it. laughs> you gotta you gotta know your shit to like be able to take care of yourself and then surfing if you're trying to surf out there you better have a boat <laughs> yeah or a small plane yeah yeah get to like aleutian islands which, oh yeah, a lot um, of guys I knew out in Oregon. They would they said the Aleutian was like the Aleutian Islands were probably the best surf they've surfed in their life. Oh yeah, that so uh, remote and just perfect. The Chris Burkhard did a good. He's done a lot of like pictures there and like films, I think, and it's amazing. It's so crazy to think like that's a, a state, yeah, like a U.S. state. Like it's so it's the last frontier. Yeah, <laughs> it's so different looking than 
like what we have here like the range is, is it's incredible yeah dude it's so cool um so so now you're working so you're working for the coast guard now as a gunner's mate how long are you good how long do you have left in your uh, i have about a year and a half oh, okay so um yeah i'm kind of like Right now, so a year and a half is not that much time to think about what your next move is going to be. I can either re-enlist, I can go to reserves, find a cool job in the civilian world. But um, I talked to my wife, and we we love this community so much that I'm like, I'm not really willing to like stay in to like leave here because I've already like we're like our roots are kind of like slowly getting deeper right, and deeper, right? right? So um, what I want to do is what I think I can give back to my community in a in a different way as a civilian, I want to be a firefighter out here. So, oh, very cool. So, um, yeah, I'm going to start that process hopefully soon. Um, cause there's like a program in the coast guard where, um, if you want to transition, you have a certain amount of time in they'll, they'll pay you to go to like to that school while you're still in. And it's pretty cool. Yeah, do you think, do you think being in the coast guard and being in the military prior to will make it easier to become a firefighter? Oh yeah. It gives you, yeah, it gives you a little bit of a edge. Um, yeah. you get like a certain amount of points and then, like, especially like people trying to hire people on to the department, they'll see like, oh, this guy's squared away. He's been in the military. He right. Knows what he, he knows how to follow orders and knows how to listen, you know? So, and well, I feel like also a big part about firefighting is being able to stay calm and handle yourself in a stressful situation. Oh, yeah. And that's something obviously you would have learned from the military. Yeah. That, I think that's what um, the Marine Corps did for me. Like, I, I actually love chaotic stuff, like with a lot of like yelling. you can be calm in that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not necessarily. Like, I mean, I'm still like my heart rate's still up, yeah. but like it's just like one of those things. Like, it just you thrive in that kind of environment. Right. They teach you how to do that. Like, you have to be able to communicate with machine guns going off right next to you. You have to be able to communicate while with you have like three other dudes in your team that you're in charge of. You have to be able to move them on a range that people are shooting live rounds shooting rockets like crazy stuff yeah that's so, probably the most chaotic situation oh, yeah. you can be in as off a of no sleep too so right right sleep yeah, deprived yeah. and then like all like a war going on around you yeah yeah Ooh. yeah firefighting will be maybe like a breeze for you <laughs> Nah, i mean i mean I'm, I'm definitely like there's some parts of the job that i'm like i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna react to this like, yeah but i mean i feel like the physical the physical aspect and the mental aspect i feel like i'll do good on yeah but yeah, I'm, I'm just not ready for all that schoolwork. A lot of men, like a lot of my buddies who are rescue swimmers said EMT was hard, hard. Yeah. They said it was super hard because the Coast Guard has their own EMT course out in Petaluma, California. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, that's like once the rescue, uh, once the, the guys going through rescue swimmer pass school, that's like the first school they go to. Oh, so they okay. send them straight there. Cause you're basically a firefighter with fins, a mask and a snorkel. Yeah. Because you trident. have to be EMT trained. Yeah, I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah. Cause you're the first responder right on in a helicopter you know that's your fire engine, <laughs> yeah. you know? oh my gosh yeah i have to perform all of those yeah in like that small it's of pretty area. cool though yeah yeah firefighting i had a i used to work out at this crossfit gym and there were a bunch of firefighters that worked out there and she uh she was telling us about the tests and stuff and she was trying to progress and i think become a lieutenant or she was trying to move up yeah she was like saying how stressed stressful it was and like there was a lot of studying and i was like wow i didn't realize like how much like school work was a part of it you know yeah, like, you don't same really think as the, same as the coast guard like so my buddy in corpus christi he like he was saying like to study to to promote to um firefighter two you literally have the, all these manuals and books that you have to just like read through and that's what your test is going to be over Ugh. that's the same thing as the coast guard except the coast guard is like 
you have all these manuals and then they're like the guy who makes the test like picks the most random portion of it and that's on the test so you can't really prepare for it you just gotta have to like know everything yeah basically yeah yeah know everything would the rescue swimmer job have probably like meshed more with it then uh i'd say so yeah Yeah. a lot of those guys because that's like one of the things like so like i like, like i was saying that program called um us maps which is basically a apprenticeship program rescue swimmers they're like a job that they can do is like a firefighter yeah emt or a paramedic like because that's what they learn to do right but like gunners mates we just learn how to coach yeah i could either do security or police officer you know what i'm saying <laughs> that's funny so have you always is were your parents in this type of field? Were they? No, I'm actually, um, I only have two uncles that were in, uh, they were in Vietnam. They're both army. Wow. And I was the only, I was probably, the, I think I'm the only other guy in the, in my family tree that has been in the military. So what, what initially, like what part of you wanted to do that besides, so, besides wanting to go everywhere and surf? <laughs> so, I mean that, that, so surfing was a big thing of it. So like that's, so surfing became like, super important in my life when i was at that age like 18 years yeah. old and i was like i love doing this like i mean i'm not the best at it but i mean i love doing it and so i was like i don't know if i really want to get in, i don't want to get in, like go to school get in student debt and i was like i could probably go to college after this if i just go to the marine corps and, yeah, yeah and of course my buddy who just just enlisted in the marine corps is like he's like hey buddy i got a guy who wants to talk to you so i was like <laughs> okay like i was like kind of like didn't understand what it was about so he took me to the Marine Corps recruiter and one thing led to another and I raised my right hand, swore in and got a boot camp date. And that was, that was history. But I think what originally made me want to go is just, I, I love, I love my family. I love my country. I love everybody. And I was just like, this is me giving back to the people that gave to me. Right. You know, so they don't have to do it. I'll do it. Yeah. And then uh, even though I never got deployed to like the middle East or anything, like we still like, we still got after it. We protect, we did what we had to do. We trained, we were always ready just in case it came to that, you know? Yeah. Well, cause I was wondering like what instilled in you this internal like desire to like help others and like protect. I don't do, you know. I mean? like, do you think that came from your parents or do you think that? I'd say so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, my, my mom and dad, like growing up, I've always been like super friendly to people and I like that positive interaction, like I was talking right. to you about in the, in the water as well. Like it applies in that aspect too, of helping others. Like me helping somebody is probably, it's like the best, you know, like it's, it's priceless. Yeah. Like somebody like the, when, when, when we would be on the Oregon coast and we'd like somebody's engine died and they're like, and they'd thank you. Like they'd be so happy. And that, that just made like you saved their life. And it wasn't, and it didn't really, it wasn't very that, like that hard for you to do that. But like to them, it was everything. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's like where it, like it, it hits me like in a certain way where I'm like, okay, this is like what I want to do for the rest of my life. Help other people. Yeah. And and that aspect. And I think like me, I love physical exertion. I love working hard in that aspect where I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the fire department and do the same thing. Something I already love, like surfing and I could still surf in my free time, but I'm like on the job and be like running hose and like yeah, stuff yeah. like that. So I'll be working hard and helping people. So I think it's super cool when you can find something that you love and then it also happens to like be helping other people. Oh yeah. That's, it, that's the dream. It is the dream. Yeah. And, and it's not really about money. It's just like, it's about, like I said, like just being able to interact with the local community and help them. And then also like, 
get after it, grind, like work right. hard, you know? And I, and I think, feel like a firefighter, that's such a great representation of all of that. Like you do get to engross yourself in the community and you're helping other people and it is a physically demanding job. Yeah. It's, it hits like all of the, the bullets. But yeah, but the time off is insane too. Oh my gosh. The, the girl who was at the CrossFit gym, she was telling us about that and my jaw was like, so it's literally floor. everything you could want in a job. Yeah. I was like, combined. You get like, some days it's like 24 hours on 48 off i was like what i was like what is this that's amazing surfer's perfect job he literally it is because then you can just go and like grind i mean those 24 hour shifts i'm sure they're demanding well like my buddy said sometimes you're on a 24 hour shift and nothing happens so you're just well rested so the next yeah, day that's, is like okay let's go let's do something that's such a crazy thing to think like you could like literally not have to do anything like all but day. then but then there's the other side of it where it could be you're like, like getting an ounce of sleep right. you know like you're just like okay we're finally back oh wait another call let's go again yeah well <laughs> it's so funny so like in movies you'll like a firefighter movie or a show or something they'll be like working out and like doing stuff on like their shift and i'm like that always made me wonder like Aren't they gonna be like tired if like the bell goes and like they have to like jump in the slide fire? down the pool? I was like the Dalmatian on the way out. Yeah, I was like, like wait, class. what? <laughs> I always found that so interesting. I was like, I wouldn't. I don't know if I'd. I'd be too nervous to like start working out. Like oh, that happened ship. to me a lot in Oregon. Like I'd really, yeah, because we had a little gym like at the where we used to sleep, and I'd always like grind, and then like you'd hear the SAR alarm go off, like whoop, whoop, yeah, and you're like, oh man, I'm already smoked. <laughs> I haven't even eaten dinner yet. Oh my gosh. And they're out there just looking for somebody like for hours. Wow. Hours. Was that, was that a nerve wracking? Yeah. Cause like, um, cause like, like you didn't, you didn't want to see him. You didn't want to, if, if, cause you're looking for somebody that's been missing and you you don't like, you want to find them alive, but you already knew it was going to happen. So you're like, in your mind, you're like, dude, I don't want to see this person. Like, it's going to mess me up a little bit, right? Oh, wow. So, like, yeah. So, we would, like, we'd be out doing, like, search patterns, like, all night long. And then if the helicopter didn't find it, they'd call it. They'd be like, well, hey, we've been out for, we've been doing this for three nights in a row. That person's obviously gone. So, yeah. we just call it. And, like, you're just like, dang, like, if only we were there when that accident happened. You know, that's, like, that's the bad part of it, you know? Right. Is... Were there more bad days than good days on that job? Um, uh, I'd say 50-50. I mean, oh, okay. there's like, there were a lot of times where like, um, it was never really like any boat related in like incident. It was just people hiking on the Oregon coast and they'd fall off cliffs. And that was the majority of it. Oh yeah, for sure. I never would have guessed that. I would have yeah. thought it was just like a shipwreck or something. Yeah. I mean, we'd have a lot of those too, or you'd have people that would be like on a sailboat and they'd have like, they'd be having like chest pain and start getting into cardiac arrest and and usually like so our boats like our boats would go like 30 30 miles an hour right Uh and then and so you'd be like on the way to the scene to like go respond and then um south of us you just see a helicopter they'd always be the rescue sailors would always meet us and you're like oh i wanted to get there to help but (laughs) but then but yeah so they're like the first on the scene and then we're just over there like we'd like pick up like the wreckage or like try to get all their stuff together so it's like a cleaner um like setup you know yeah that's just I, i'm still so surprised about the falling from hiking like oh I, yeah so it's a really like dangerous terrain kind of though. yeah oregon is yeah for sure um there's a lot of uh a lot of cliff rescues those rescue swimmers do 
Oh. They have to like use the hoist and they have to like, and they're like not even in the water. Some people like they get up, they, they, they are like climbing or they're, like, or they're like exhausted. So they're like trying to get out of the water because the waves are beating them. So they're like on the cliff and then they just freeze there and people see that and they call the Coast Guard. Wow. Yeah. That would be scary though, being frozen on a cliff and not knowing like your next move. Yeah, like, that, that, nuts. Would, that would be trippy. <clears throat> wow, what a cool, like, I'm sure that was a good experience of a job though. Oh yeah. You like, you know, I was, I was super, I was super blessed to have that as my like first area I was going to. Cause I was like, Oh, I've never been over that part of the world. Yeah. And I was like, let's go. Yeah, yeah. That's so you've, you've done a lot of different stuff. Oh like, yeah. I'm like thinking about all the stuff you've done and like probably going to continue to do. And you, you're like wide variety. That's cool. <laughs> you know, not a lot of people get to like do so many different things in their lifetime. Yeah. And I think, and that's why I think the military is an awesome opportunity for you to like be able to do all those things. Yeah, just like try a bunch of different. I see stuff. you see like I see a bunch of eighteen year olds that like I know that join the military and they're just like posting all these pictures. I'm like, dude, you're going to places where people pay to go to for free. Yeah, and you're working in those areas. Yeah, and then you're gonna pack up and go to a new area at the same time and do the same thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I thought that another cool thing about the Marine Corps is like. Our unit, we would, um, in Hawaii, you had this big event called RIMPAC, which is basically the, the largest naval exercise in the world. So literally all the navies of, of our like NATO forces and our allies get together. We just do war games. Wow. Yeah, it was awesome. Like you're training with the Kiwis, the, uh, the Australians, the Tongans. Oh my gosh. Japanese. So what, what is a war game? So what do you do so for like, that? Uh, so basically like you'll have like, You'll have like different boats and stuff, and like we're getting dropped off by helicopters on the land. So their their special forces are swimming in, like, and you're just setting up like you're setting up your little um, areas, right? Like where you're gonna hang out for the night in the jungle, and then you're just like they're like shooting at you, you're shooting at them with blanks, and it's just like you're just basically like wow. using your tactics against their tactics. That is so cool. It is so sick. And then after all said and done, you just like get to like hang out with everybody and you just see like what which country is like more successful in different tactics than others like like the mexican marines like we it was nighttime and we did like room clearing we'd have these buildings abandoned buildings that we'd like clear the rooms it's called mount and those guys were so fluid at night really it was yeah they were it was scary how good they were Wow. Because that's what they do. They go, they, the Mexican Marines go after the drug cartels in Mexico. And they just, At night. And yeah. And they're, yeah. It's crazy. Who, out of all, who overall was like. Oh, USA, baby. Real, oh, okay. Yeah, good. Yeah. Yeah. Always. Yeah. <laughs> so it was cool. Like, um, uh, my first deployment, we got to train the Rock Marines, Republic of Korea. Um, and they loved us. They loved it. Like, it was so crazy. Like, We'd wear their gear and they'd wear ours and they'd always be like, wow, this is so heavy compared to what they wear. Cause they're, so their gear, like they wear is like, it's more of like, I wouldn't say it's more of just like a fashion item, but it's like, it, it's not as like, it's not as protective as our gear. Not as tactical. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd wear theirs. It's like, whoa, this is like wearing nothing. And yeah. You can like move around. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty cool. funny. Yeah, dude. And then, uh, and then we, my second deployment, I was in a sniper platoon at that point and um, we got to train with the Japanese snipers and it was crazy. Cause like 
like we're super methodical when we're stalking to get to our final firing position. Yeah. And they're just like in their ghillie suits, just walking like nonchalant. I'm like, really? I was like, yeah, I don't think camouflage works that way, buddy. <laughs> like a tree doesn't move like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That's such a cool and like beautiful experience to be able to work with different cultures and people though. And, and yeah. And, and, and it's, and their militaries are all the same. They love to drink. They really? Love the, oh, the Japanese. Like that's a standard? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. That's funny. I remember every night after we'd go training in the jungle or in Japan, like we'd go back to this giant chow hall and like they just give us like, we just all just get drunk and just have oh a good my time. Oh my gosh. Share story. Arm wrestle. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It's like the United Nations. Like, oh yeah, dude. It's awesome, dude. Coming together. Yeah, that's not, that's not a lot. There's not a lot of places where you could like see that happening. Like where like a bunch of countries and like cultures like can like oh, yeah. really merge together and like help each other because that's really at the end of the day what you guys are all doing you're like seeing other strategies and like figuring out like what works what doesn't you know and, and and i think like the overall standard was like we're all serving in the military right so like you just felt like you just felt that connection it was it was unbelievable yeah it's like that brotherly love yeah like i i still have some of the korean and japanese uh, military guys on instagram they just still like that's hit me up crazy. and that was like six years ago that's so wild oh yeah wow or then i'd see like um junior marines that like deployed after i was already out and they'd see the same they trained with the same guys i trained with when i first got there so oh my god yeah dude it's crazy that's a that's pretty epic yeah it was really epic yeah that the, the big thing um that we always did is like we did wear like patches on our flak jackets and like we just trade each other each. Oh man, yeah, yeah. that's epic. Or we give so them our cool. like PT gear and they give us their PT yeah. gear. Yeah. Yeah, it was cool. That is so, that's like racing. Like you like trading shirts, stuff, the end of a race. Yeah, dude. That's epic. Dang, that's so fun. Um, what a, out of all of that, what would you say would be like a best memory from being in the military thus far? I just say um, the Marine Corps, the Brotherhood, like those guys that I like, my sniper platoon, um, overall, like those guys are probably the best group of dudes I've ever met in my life. Like, and it's just the fact that like they actively communicate with you, they actively check up on you and they're just always there. Like and just recently, my buddy Kulon had a birthday party in Houston, Texas. I didn't make it, but it was crazy. I just saw pictures of like all the boys from the platoon. Like, yeah. like and we've been out for like four years. Right. And they all just got together and it, and it acted like nothing ever happened. And that's wow. how it is. Like my buddy, uh, I met him in Austin, Texas. He's like, he lives in his van now, but he's from San Diego. And he was <laughs> happened to be in Austin when I was there. And we linked up and it just felt the same. You know, it's crazy. Isn't that the best? Yeah. Like you have people in your life like that. And I just think it's like, and, and that's what I'm saying. Like the, it's, it's the brotherhood. It's like, it's, it's, de- it's almost deeper than family. It's yeah. crazy. Cause you're like, Cause you're like grinding blood, sweat, and tears. With these right. Guys, right. You're like in the shitter with them. And yeah, like, yeah. And, and it's and it's crazy. It's almost humorous. Like, yeah. Wow, like, how are we this close? Like going through like that. You know. Yeah, yeah. Like we just survived that. Like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Together, and that's and and I think that's like, and I think that's what every community should have is that that kind of like, commu- uh brotherhood. You know, like something like that. Yeah, and that's like something I'm sure like you would want to instill into like the Jacks Board Riders Club. Oh, for sure. Like that, like. Just always helping yeah. each other, always checking up on each other, just like and and doing what you can to like make them better, like yeah, like like positively promoting like what they do, you know? Right. Like you could you could have like a coffee company, you could be a 
a delivery boy, but just be like, Hey man, you're crushing it. Keep doing, yeah. keep doing better. Like, you know, like that's how it is. Positive vibes only. Oh yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think, uh, I think that's great. And I think that's a perfect way to end this episode. Awesome. Um, thank you so much for coming out. This was a blast. Thanks for having me, man. It was fun. We got to do this again sometime. Of course. <laughs>